0: all right welcome back to legacy builders everybody thanks again for joining us for another episode in our mindset series and um we have a special guest on today um that's really going to help uh, help us talk about mindset um greg taylor friend of mine and a coach a mentor leadership um te- teaches on leadership and we're just so uh, honored to have uh, greg taylor join us today we'll talk a little bit more about him and and uh, what he does but um we just wanted to just start off saying thank you, Greg, for taking time to, to join us today. And and um, you want to say anything?
1: Yeah, I mean the one and only Greg Taylor is with us. Oh my and so easy.
2: <laughs>
0: easy.
2: <laughs> easy. That's way too much. <laughs> I'm just I'm just Greg, that's all. <laughs> and I do what Miss Mickey tells me to do. So
1: yeah. Well, thank Miss you Mickey for joining us.
2: Mom. Yeah, I thank, thank you all so much for allowing me to be here. So I'm I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah,
0: appreciate that. Um, so you you mentioned Mickey. So maybe to start us off, so um, we we had Mickey and Greg on uh, one of our past episodes. And um, so maybe for those who are new to our podcast and and, and new to you, um, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your family. Kind of kind of catch uh, our viewers up to speed.
2: My name's Greg Taylor. I was born in a coal mining camp. True story. Uh, which which my mom and dad were born and raised in a coal mining camp in Eastern Kentucky, where they had a fence around the camp and that, and there's, and their currency was actual script. So if you wanted us American dollars, you had to, you had to exchange at the gate if you were going into town, but town mm-hmm. was an hour and a half away.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So the camp, the work camp had everything you needed right there, which my mom and dad thought is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, which I lived there through I was two years old. Then I moved out. My dad, he was a school teacher Uh, he he started a football program at Montgomery County High School. Then he moved to Corbin, Kentucky. He he was a principal at Camp High School for like 25, 30 years. I went to high school at Corbin, Kentucky. He went to Western Kentucky University on a football scholarship. However, I graduated from college. I have no idea. (laughs) So I found, I met this nice young girl called Mickey Cunningham, and and she's been my wife for 35 years. So then we moved to Cookville, Tennessee, and worked with Averitt Express for eight years. And they're just a, just an amazing people, an amazing company. And a lot of things that we'll be talking about today is the things that they taught some wild animal that came out of a football environment into a business environment. That's another (laughs) story in itself, but, but they genuinely love people and they still love me. And I'm still friends with a bunch of those people over there, especially my, my mentor. Then I got so, they made me so smart. I went and started my own business. We went from zero to $20 million in four and a half years. And On the seventh year, we went to zero, and that was a heck of a lot faster than we got to $20 I can tell you that. But long story short, uh, a guy took over all of my tractors and trailers to soften my my financial downfall. Then we went to Shreveport, Louisiana, and we lived there for 10 years. Basically, my two boys, Trey and Trent, were raised there, and they went to school at Evangelical Christian Academy. And my oldest son played football at University of Arkansas Monticello. My youngest son played at Louisiana Tech in Ruston, which he's currently playing with the Cincinnati Bengals, and he just finished his sixth year, and and Mickey and I moved to Nashville. We got rid of all those uh, chickens out there, and those little chickens following us around, so we've been empty nesting now for the last 10 years, and we're very happy with that. Now, we live reside in Nashville. I've started my own leadership coaching and speaking business four years ago, and Mickey started a real estate business five years ago, so a lot of our friends think we're crazy. We're in our 50s, and we started doing something totally we'd never done in our time. In our entire life, but it's something that we both always thought about Mm. dreams, a tough word, but we always thought about doing these things. So the moral to the story is it's never too late to change your mindset.
0: Mm. Man, that's a great segue. (laughs) That's a great segue. I didn't
3: even
2: practice that.
0: Uh, yeah, it's almost like you rehearsed that uh, segue, but no, um, that's why we're here in our mindset series. Because man, uh, Madison and I talked about who to have on to to help talk about mindset. We talked about it's kind of an interesting concept or topic to do a a series on because people don't really talk about mindset, no. and um, you don't really hear a lot of you know people talk about teaching about mindsets. And you know, occasionally we'll find a couple books here or there for in our self help section of the of the bookstore or the audio books or whatever. And we'll come across something about mindset, but it's just not really a big topic. But as a mass I would talk about it, And you'll probably, I think you would agree with this, Greg, that that mindset's really a, a, one of the most important things to understand
2: oh, and, and right. how we're going to change. And so. So, so i never heard anybody talk about mindset till four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I was doing some leadership training for some state farm agents in Lexington, Kentucky, and they wanted to talk about mindset. So I was like, thank God, God gave us a Webster dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and studied mindset to me at that point in my uh, leadership career, a mindset was an attitude for me. So, mm-hmm. so I, I made it a quick change, but it's a little bit more than that, than an attitude. So which we'll get into a lot that, of that today. So yeah. Uh, yeah. if somebody hasn't heard the word mindset, it's okay. I mean, you can always learn.
1: I think that's a great starting point too. If you would even share your definition um, of mindset, because we looked it up and, like you said, it was the attitude. That's how the um, internet defines
2: that.
0: Well, so yeah, someone, really? yeah.
2: Really? Well, they must have came to me. Hey, as I tell right. my wife, don't ask Google, just ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't the, I won't be on the humble section of y'all's show. So,
0: yeah, love it. <laughs> So yeah, so you you've developed you you mentioned and this is kind of where I want to tap in and your you know in your your story your life story is where you're at now you're I mean you're a leadership coach and you're helping people change their mindsets and you have created programs and you got a new podcast out which we'll we'll share later and how everybody can find you at, you know at the end we'll make sure everybody knows how to contact you and find you but so you've developed a program that you take people through one of your leadership courses and. And you have actually, I have a a definition that you've come up with for mindset. So maybe um, we stop and share that or whatever you want to say.
2: This is my leadership training course, Take Another Step System, an inspirational leadership workshop. So my life is, my mindset was, if I'm not first, I'm last.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So if I didn't win, if I wasn't number one, that makes me a loser. Mm -hmm. That's a tough life to live. It's like the Ricky Bobby story, if you're not first, you're last but do you remember what his dad told him out in the middle of the highway? I don't. He, says, he said, heck son, I was high when I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> not good advice. <laughs> so I had, I didn't say, I haven't, I did not see Talladega Nights nice before I started to understand what mindset was, but that's one of my favorite movies, but this is my leadership training course and mindset. Cause I'm trying to build a foundation cause my premise of this Inspirational Leadership Workshop is a leader is a person who can inspire another person to take a journey that they will not take by themselves. They're just not going to do it. So to to understand, to be a leader, I have to inspire someone to do something they're not going to do. I've got to understand mindset. Mm -hmm. First of all, do I have a mindset to, to accept that? Do I have a mindset to understand that person still has value even though they're not going to do what I tell them to do? I have to inspire them to do what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand mindset, you want to understand your own. Because if you don't understand your own mindset, you can never help someone validate their own mindset or then help them change it to help them get what they want. So my definition is mindset is a particular way of thinking, a person's attitude or set of opinions. Lord knows we all have opinions. Right? So that's pretty good. And it's an attitude or set of opinions. This is the way you think. Mm-hmm. It's a, a frame of mind which orients or leads an individual to a particular set of associations. To me, that says trigger point. What triggers you? Every, everybody's got trigger points. And those trigger points are way down in our unconscious mind. It's an experience. that we, it's, it's either good, bad, or ugly. And sometimes those ugly experiences that are down in our unconscious mind come out. We don't even know why it did that. Yeah. Why did why did I get mad at that person for saying that? Well, you got to unravel how many I, I'm 59. I have to unravel 59 years of my life to go back and find that point. Why do I get mad when that person says that? Because b- the biggest mindset I had to get over was a fear of rejection. Because that triggered a lot of my bad behavior. Mm. Because it that mindset of a fear of rejection lead led me to fight people mm. physically. It led me to, fight. if I'm not first, I have no value with my life. Because that that way it leads me to a particular set of associations, expectations, and behaviors. Me having a mindset of fear of rejection, you know, made me a horrible husband, and a horrible father, just horrible, just horrible. But until I had to fix that, I did, I could fix that. God came in and cleaned that out of my heart one day. But I had to be aware of that. First, you got to be conscious to it. Then you got to figure out: are you are you gonna let that ruin your life, or are you gonna do something about that. So the best thing that we want, I do in my one-on-one coaching and leadership training course, is bring people to consciousness about what their mindset is. And that's what the purpose of this module too is: what is your mindset?
0: Wow. Well, maybe before we get into. How you help people? Because I know the um, you know it's kind of the premise of what we're we're going to be talking about here. Um, before we get into that part, maybe you can you you kind of touched on it a little bit. It Sounds like you had a, a personal journey where you had an, a, this epiphany or a mindset change in a, in your personal life. Maybe you can share a little bit more more about that. What what was this uh, defining moment? Or did you even have a defining moment where you know, hey, I, I had a change in my life?
2: Yeah, I call them a pivot point. Okay. All right. My my first eight, I'll call it eight. I, I've had a lot of pivot points, go. To you. <laughs> hey, I think we all do. That... Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I can learn. Yeah. Pivot point. So I'm in college. I'm playing college football at Western Kentucky. I'm not I didn't go to school to get a degree. Never thought about it. So I'm in my fourth year. So with the first s- semester, I'm playing football. I don't go to any class for for a month. This is my last year of football. I don't care. Why do I? I'm not going to class. I'm not going. I don't care. I don't want to learn. I can't. I can't learn. My mindset. Mm. Okay. So once I found out I'm not going to the NFL, and someone said, "How long did that take you?" I said, "I was halfway through my senior year." I said, "Yeah, you're a real rocket." I said, "Yes, I am," because my mindset says I can't learn, but I can be a great football player. See, I had a I had a growth mindset in athletics because I can beat anybody anywhere, but in the In the school building, I had a fixed mindset. I can't,
3: Hmm.
2: okay? But something changed. What changed? Well, something valuable came to me, which was my wife. And I said, I want to marry this girl. So what are you going to do, Greg? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. How about let's go to class? Mindset shift. So what shifted my mindset was something valuable. See, our behavior is driven through things that we value, things that make us feel good then that changes their mindset. See, I don't I don't know why I had this uh, mindset of a fear of rejection or I can't learn and, and I'm a just going to be a dumb jockson, And I, where that came from, it hasn't come through my experiences. And to me, I really got it from, I got all my value by scoring touchdowns and hitting home runs and scoring a lot of points because people would brag on you. Well, I like that. I, I can hear my dad telling his friends about it. He never put the pressure on me, but I could. It brought him pleasure. It, he would tell my grandparents, and they would tell me. So they fed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't intentionally mean to do that, but that's what came out of baseball. There's a, another little factor. It's called the nature part. Is my personality. So or, you know, your belief system is formed of your personality and your experiences. So my my fixed mindset was born out of my my experiences, probably. Cause. They, they gave me reward if I was better athletic, so I didn't worry about school. But for me to marry this chick, her dad's a general army. I've got to have a better gig than saying I play football.
3: <laughs>
2: how about, hey, I'm getting a degree in finance. So I called my brother one day. I need to make a long story short. I need to declare a major because I can't play, Sarah, because that's when they change the rules. It's a long story. He said, you're good at math, study, finance. So that's how I became a finance major, as my brother told me. i got a degree in finance so i went from a low of a 1.2 gpa to a 3.7 making the dean's list my last semester wow Wow. it's all because i said i can learn it's all right there between years yeah it's whatever you decide that that's the power every individual has is they have the power that God's put in them with the brain that's built for love and growth. And if you'll use it properly for love and growth, it's amazing what it'll do.
0: Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that. Like, cause sometimes we, we, we talked about this on um, our episode and, you know, and Madison asked me this question, like, is it that easy? Like, cause you just, you went from a, a, a small GPA, senior year, you had this epiphany, your last year of college. And now,
2: well, well, my last year playing football. <laughs> Playing football, okay. <laughs> easy. <laughs> okay. I wasn't that intelligent, committed to getting four years. It took me five years, but I got out. Okay. So my really my my last four semesters, I really buckled down in school.
0: But in a in a moment, you made a decision, right? And then all of a sudden, this decision. I mean, it, and people are like, is it that easy? Is it that simple? Is it that quick of a turnaround? And I say, it, I say it can be. In my experience, it has been. But how do you communicate that to somebody else that may have not had that experience to say, look, I just changed my mind. And she's like, what do you mean you just changed your mind? And all of a sudden, you're you're off now studying. Here you weren't studying. You had this, you know, personal mindset change. And now you're doing, you know, looking back, it, it makes it sound like it was that easy. And I'm like, well, it kind of was that easy. But then once we made the turn, it's a process. You got to work at it. But to me, you know, talk a little bit about that. You know. I, I'm,
2: I'm marrying that chick. That's yeah. my value. She's my value.
3: So I'm, for those people.
2: Because she was very friendly to guys and girls. So I was a very jealous person. Very chip on my shoulder type of guy. Small man's complex. Inferior socially uh, and financially and educationally. I mean, I was a I had a chip on my shoulder she knew all these people, and she was in fraternities and sororities, and, and, uh, and she liked to hug everybody. I'm not a hugger. Now that y'all know me, I'm a hugger now. Right. We're so hugging all those people. I want to fight everybody. <laughs> She's going to be real sudden. I don't know where, who you've been dating, but we don't do that here. Mm. This is what I do. You can come along or not. She's telling me what to do. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. I don't give a me what to do. So I had to have a mindset shift, but it comes back to value. How bad do you want something? So that's how I connect with people. Well, tell me what you want. So, and, and this is not just asking simple questions. It's a process I take them through and, and we ask questions and we get to know each other. I get to know them. They get to know me. The biggest thing they got to trust me for me to really tap into who they are and what their experiences are and what their mindset is. So mm-hmm. I can help them navigate out of that. Cause that's a very, gentle thing to do because some people it's it's a scary process i just knew going back and reflecting that's 35 years ago i mean i made a choice based on my value i want that well you got to change to go forward i had a mindset of being a volcano now i have a mindset of being a a missile and that change that pivot point was i'm gonna lose my wife and kids Mm. they're gonna leave me i'm crazy
1: I was going to ask um, too, like, so for those people who maybe don't have that external, like, push or drive um, of somebody else or something, what would you say? What advice would you give for that or talking to their story?
2: You know, you know everybody's personality is different. I mean, there's four major personality groups based on disc, which I use, Path Elements, and which Enneagram's got eight. So, You know, is it nature, is it nurture, nature is your personality, you got all these personality tests that you can take, then it becomes your experiences, is it nature or nurture based on how your belief systems form? Well, Mm -hmm. to me, and I'm not a a trained person, but I've been living for 59 years, and I've been coaching and leading people for 35 years, I know one or two things about good and bad behavior, because I've had a lot of bad behavior, I've had a lot of good behavior too, but what stems that, it comes back to my personality, my experiences. Because those things inform my behaviors, but the great thing about it, it's not determinative. See, that, just because I have this personality and I've been through this experience doesn't make me who that says I should be. Mm-hmm. So I've been thrown in jail, does that make me a criminal? No, I don't choose to be a criminal. My mm-hmm. life is what I choose to make it happen. Yeah. But it's getting people to understand that. But people say, hey, you can't do that. And all the negative connotations spoken over people and kids, they don't feel like, they feel trapped. So I go back to my mom and dad. They never said that to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But if, that, if that's all you heard your whole life, you can't, you can't, you can't. Well, you can't. That's good. It's like you put uh, a gnat in a, in a jar. A gnat can jump 36 feet. That's incredible,
3: right? That's a big jump.
2: If you put a lid on it, it's going to jump so high, right? So it's like our world in your environment. You're just jumping So You can jump 36, but you've been only told you can jump five inches. Okay. Then after a time, you take that lid off, and that and can't get out of there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Its mindset is I can only do five inches, but his raw potential is 36 inches that it can jump. Because someone's trapped that person. That's what anxiety and all these things going on in our society, they have a mindset that I can't. I have a fixed mindset. I can't. Nobody wants to help me. And that see, anxiety and stuff that becomes
0: the that anxiety and stuff that becomes the lid. You're you're saying if, if they can break through that, I mean there's a whole nother world out there.
2: There's a whole nother see my mom and dad encouraged me to go be anything I wanted to be. My mom said, you can do it. I I tell everybody from a man's point of view, and this is me as a man, every man needs to hear his mom and wife say, you can do it. If I didn't have a mom saying I could do it, or if I didn't have my wife saying I could, I'd be a basket case. If my mom spoke negatively over me and my personality, my experience, I'd be in jail right now. There'd be no doubt about it. Hmm. See, that's the power of, having mother and fatherly influence and family influence and church influence on kids to let them know they're valuable. Your daddy created the world and my proof is my fingerprints. I am significant. I can get out of that jar. I've been created to do 36 inches. I haven't been created to do five inches. Yeah. But that's hard to overcome 18 20, 30, whatever that is for each individual person to overcome that. But that's why love's there. Love, consistency, focus, being intentional, saying hello to people just over and over and over to help them find value with themselves. The mindset of I'm valuable, that's a, that's a powerful tool for a person to grab and say, hey, I'm valuable.
1: Yeah.
0: So, other than uh, in your personal story, you, you had mentioned that you, know, you found something of value, something that you wanted, and it caused a, a mindset change. Is there something else in your either personal experience or your, as you've uh, helped up people unpack and change mindsets? Is there something else other than finding that thing of value that, that has helped people change
2: a mindset? What's, that's a good question. That's a good My head's going. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. What value is such a big part because eighty-five percent of our behavior comes from our unconscious mind, which is our value system, our belief system, whatever you want to phrase that.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot of times, wouldn't you agree that that value is I I I don't want this anymore in my life. I want the opposite. So
2: (laughs) so. Before I started my leadership coaching business four years ago, I I did a 21-day detox with Dr. Caroline Leaf. Mm. C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, Leaf. I mean, you can Google her, www.carolineleaf or Dr. Caroline Leaf, a 21-day detox. She's getting in touch with your unconscious mind values, the things that's stopping you from being the best version of yourself. What's stopping me? I wanted to know my, my limitations that I put on myself.
3: Hmm.
2: I'm about to go on a journey that I don't know if I'm going to make it or not.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, okay, I need to know what my limitations are, what my mindset limitations are. So I did it for 21 days. Then I heard a guy say, for you to really create a con- un- an unconscious belief system, it takes you 63 days of doing it consistently over and over and over and over. Some people say 21, what is, I don't know, everybody's different. But again, those are the numbers. You can say 21 to 63, but I said, Hey, I'm a rocket. It's going to take me longer, but I want to do this so bad. This is my dream. This is my purpose. So I'm willing to do so. I'm willing to face the giants that are holding me back. So once you you find out. what I want is on the other side of fear. The things I don't want to recognize about myself.
1: Yeah. That's so good. Once you found out those limitations, like, what did you do with that?
2: I just had to go do that stuff.
1: Did you, the like, first- face them one at a time? like?
2: Yeah, one at a time. So the first time I made a video, because everybody's telling me that I had to make videos, I'm going, oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, because I have a fear of rejection. Even though that it's not a big albatross around my neck, it's still, I got, <laughs> got little notices. I know that's in me. OK, I know that's a part of who I am, but I can't let it drive me because mm. I can feel when it takes over and I drive my way through there with courage because I'm going to be courage like King David. He had courage to go kill a lot, to go kill the giant. I'm going to kill a giant. My giant's a fear rejects. I can't let it interfere with my purpose.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: Because I'm really tuned into my purpose, which gives me value. Mm. So I'm willing to do what I got to do to go do that. But if you're not in touch with your purpose, you can't deal with a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. If your if your purpose is to do something that that you don't want to work for as my mama would say, Greg, you can have anything you're willing to work for. That doesn't mean you'll get it. That just means you increase the probabilities. See, I yeah. tell everybody, I live in a world of probabilities. Am I going to make it in this leadership coaching business? I don't know. King Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes: you plant your seed in the morning, you plant it at evening. You don't know what's going to work. Just keep planting seeds. Yeah. Keep growing. Keep finding a different limitation in your life and keep help, get someone to help work through that so you can change your mindset from a fixed to a growth mindset. See, washing clothes, I have a fixed mindset. I'm not doing it. <laughs> that was a joke, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a joke, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> My wife would say, why don't you help? I said, well, you enable me. You do it for me. Why would I ever want to do that? Because I have a fixed mindset. I don't want to do that, it brings me no value. It has no value for me. I don't do I'm not doing it.
1: I mean, it brings you clothes to wear. So, <laughs>
2: some value. I know. I am just trying to make <laughs> Okay. You, you called me out on that. Okay. <laughs> Mickey will appreciate that. <laughs> right, well, I told him what that I said. Well, if you don't wash my clothes, I will wash them. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. But you love doing it, so I'll
0: just let you do it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, we we talked about this um at lunch too. The um in, in changing a mindset, you we talked you just talked about the value finding this this reason why, and then um we also there's a there's maybe another component um and maybe if there's not the reason why or a limitation that would prevent somebody this thing called belief. Um, what what would you say about this? this um concept of belief and changing oh. mindset
2: well, that, that's what of goes back to the you know picked way of thinking, person's attitude set of opinions and frame of mind, which orients leads to particular associations expectations which are so that's your beliefs. I mean, there's a lot of words that kind of intertwine with each other, but I mean, but we we our behavior comes from our belief system. And I used to tell people that I was developing as a leader in the corporate world, I would go, why does it why do these people act that way? Because someone trained them to. And mm-hmm. they would go, Mr. Taylor, <laughs> nobody trained that person to act that way. Oh, yeah, they did. It's called behavior modification. They doing that because that's what they saw somebody else do. So how would they know to do that? Someone trained them how to do that. Someone trained their belief system. That's why they act that way. Why do they act that way? It's like it's like these mass murderers. When are we going to ever say, why would that child do that? What happened? Our society created that. Now, what are we, when are we going to start asking questions, why? So we can dig down into the root cause of that behavior. Someone programmed that person to have no value. I don't know what the situation was, but for someone to go do that, they have no value for themselves. Somebody stripped them of their value. And I know that's a very sticky subject, but, but, but until we keep asking why, because I always, when I have a certain behavior that, that doesn't go very well for me with my wife or my boys, I got to ask myself why, or my daughter-in-law, there's another story that I'm learning to grow with. It's like, how do you deal with that? Hold on, I'll teach you later. I'm going to make a few mistakes. It's like, why, why do they act that way? Once you ask why, then you start figuring out how to speak their language based upon their personality and their experiences. To me, why is the most powerful, th- one of the most powerful words in the universe. Why?
0: So what made you like, um, so take, we'll take the example that you give in your personal journey. You, you, Your mindset changed because you saw something that you wanted. All right. But in, and you talked about, you have this, Fear of rejection, so with with this thing that you saw that you wanted and had this fear of rejection, what gave you the belief that you deserved this person that you were worthy of this person what 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 shifted or how did you be like is that worth pursuing like can is this even attainable where did so you, there's also got to be this belief that okay because th- this is what I want, but I don't know if I can get it, but there's still. I'm going to go after it because I've I, there's this belief that you can attain it regardless of these other factors. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. What do you what do you say to that?
2: I I just know my experience, and I know some other people that I'm working with and their experiences. It's so much to do. What what was spoken in your house? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I I my mom would say, Greg, you can do anything you put your mind.
0: So you already had that belief instilled in you.
2: Oh, and that's through discipline. She, that's after me being disciplined for bad behavior. Before she would exit me, she would always tell me how special I was. And she would tell me, Greg, you're choosing the wrong behavior. That's your choice. You can choose a better behavior. That's your mm-hmm. choice. Too. Mm-hmm. She taught me my results are direct affiliation with my behavior, which I choose. Because okay? a lot of people want to blame, because there's a lot of people that have, I don't want to, I'm not saying this to offend anybody, that, I mean, you have daddy issues. I mean, I, I didn't have a mommy or daddy issue. Now, they probably had a Greg issue. <laughs> <laughs> so after I gave my life to Christ, God told me to write them both a letter because I read Ephesians 6, and it says, honor your mother and father. I never honored my mother and father before. I didn't have a mindset of that because I was worried about being in trouble all the time. So I was conniving and deflecting, you with me? Because I didn't want to tell them the truth. I didn't want them to know the truth because I knew they, I knew the behavior I was doing didn't match what they wanted me to do. But once I found freedom in myself, that they're not going to reject me because God accepted me, Christ died for me. So therefore I wrote them both like a five page letters to tell them how much I honor you, I love you, I'm sorry. I just, I just listed things because I mm-hmm. want all that out of my mindset. Because we all got regrets of things that we've done in the past. And I want all this stuff off of me so I can run and be free of being righteousness. So I tell one of my clients said, sounds like you've been on a cleanup tour. I said, yeah, it's been on for 22 years. I've been cleaning things out of my mindset Mm, that helps me run free of what God's called me to do. And I don't have limit. I'm trying to every day get a limitation out of my brain. I mean, there's like five things that stay in my head right now. I got to deal with those five things. I mean, I've I've driven five hours just to tell someone, to ask them for forgive me, and that happened 32 years ago. Wow. And, and what kind of freedom did that give you? Oh, well, I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. So yeah I Think about something else. <laughs> I know.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like when people get it, when they understand that wherever they're at in life, they can make some changes now. When you make when you do this for the first time, it's weird, right? And you don't you don't understand it. But then you're like, wow, but that felt good and I, I'm on the right path. So let's do it again. And again and again, it's like you say all these other little mindset things that you want to change. you've already learned how to do that with the past time and another time. So now it becomes easier and easier to make those little tweaks and like your cleanup. I mean, I'm still in cleanup phase myself and and trying to clean up, but redirecting, you know, where, where I, where I can be and get that mindset of, you know, where, where I can be. So it gets easier.
2: Yes. Oh yes. It gets easier. Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. So How do you you tell people? Oh, go ahead. Finish your story real quick. Long story. Okay. So. I told him, we sat and ate lunch for an hour and a half, had a great time. Then I told him why I was there, okay? And it's too private for me to say what that was, but in private, I'll tell you all. But uh, when I I got ready to leave, he came out and and I got out of my car. I said, well, I think he wants to fight. I said, daggone it. (laughs) I thought I was, because you doubt yourself. Did I do the right thing? Hmm. mean, you sit and you're always doubting, did I do the right thing? Well, it says to forgive people. Okay, I wouldn't ask him to forgive me. I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I was the one that did something wrong. I want him because I offended someone. It's horrible what I did. So he came out there. He was crying. He looked at me and said, Greg, you will never understand what you've done for me today. Mm. Wow. So He and I just grabbed each other and started crying. Wow. Two grown men that hadn't seen each other in 35, 32, 33 years, whatever it was. We were teenagers.
0: Yeah. Wow. He well, did for that. this offense for that long, and then now here you are 30 whatever years later in this powerful moment that has set not only you free, but set somebody else free.
2: Mm. That's right. I didn't understand that part. I'm not saying if that's what it is. I'm just telling you what I experienced. Yeah. I, that was a true experience i went we just started both started crying wow we're just two what was it i was probably 48 49 10 years 10 11, 12 years ago we we're in our high 40s and we're just trying to figure out life man. trying to find peace
1: mm.
3: yeah Find
2: our, peace and our purpose
1: yeah
2: wow so what do you say to the you know the the person
0: they they, they hear all this stuff like man i i mean i want to change this i i you know, I have issues with what maybe my parents have said to me. And there's these negative things that 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 has to be overcome. And so as you're helping people, and they come to they they have the these challenges that you hadn't experienced yet. You know, just say, you know, maybe the parents that have told them they can't do it. Right. You know, so so now how do you help them get get past get past that?
2: Well, first of all, I gotta create a safe harbor so they can pull in their ship and then open their heart. And, and dump what's ever in there. Sometimes they don't even know what's in there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like a ship. It's not going to pull into Ukraine right now. It's too hostile. Mm-hmm. So if you pull into a judgmental person, you're not going to share your heart with them. Yeah. If you pull into a church that's conde- condemning you as a sinner, you're going to leave. You're just going to leave. That's me. I told I told Christians... Witness to me, I said, I'm not going to heaven. You're mad and angry. Why are you mad at me for? Why would I want to be like you? You're miserable. That's what I told him. Why would I want to go to heaven? You're miserable. I'm having fun. Look at me. I'm, I'm going out tonight. I'm having a bunch of fun. <laughs> Why do I want to do what you do? You're miserable and I'm happy. You know, I'm that, man. Man, that's, I, that's the way I thought. Once again, value. Yeah. See, the devil's going to create value for you. Cause that's my mindset I'm going with him because I have fun it's fun <laughs> why well, don't I go over there. look everybody's drinking sour pickle juice yeah <laughs> why well, don't well, I want to hang out with those people I don't care you know I was just with a friend of mine that he never said anything to, to me about Christ that he just showed me that he was crazy and he was in love with Jesus so that became valuable to me he never said anything to me he showed me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. He sure.
2: taught, then there is taught. Yeah. So with, with, when I'm with my clients, I want them to know I value you. And I'm going to be very confidential. Then I get them to trust me. Then they'll open the heart. Then we start tearing apart what that is. It's like one of my customers said, Greg, you're like a fisherman. And your customers are out in the river and you're throwing a magnet and you're drawing things out of them in that safe harbor environment, you're putting it on the bank and they swim over to the bank and they look, here's all of my things that are in my heart, and my spirit. Leave the non-essential here. Just take the mindsets out that help you grow, help you become who you want to become mm-hmm. and just leave the rest of it here. Now, I can't make you do anything. You, you can take it all with you if you want to take it all with you. That's up to you. I think that's great.
0: I can't, I mean, for me, I just learned just the valuable concept my mindset has been changed even right now and just thinking you know to, to know that you um it, it's not all about one person happening to having this drive to change on their own like some people and may need some help may need some guidance in doing that for me i didn't need that guidance I, ha- i mean i had information and i was self-driven to make some of these changes but in in your experience with um, it with people making changes in their life that there's a, there's a, a large, probably a larger group of people that I, than I even thought of that really needs someone to help them make those mindset changes along the way. They don't know what to do, but they just need the help. It's not enough to say mm-hmm. here, go do it and figure it out or change. They, they need someone to help pull that out. Like you're saying.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like uh, I love coaches that coach little league sports you know, and they get beat. I'm a sore loser. So I'm not saying anything about that. I was a volcano. So I got a bunch of horror stories, to how I treated my two sons, but we fixed all that and restored that. And I just prayed that 16, 17, 18, don't have any daddy issues. Then one of them finally said, would you shut up about that? I'm good. You, you and I are good. Okay. Cause I didn't want them to go out and not be able to be the very best version cause, cause I said something to them
3: mm.
2: because I put a lot of pressure on them to be the, the best. That's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I flipped that when they were 12 and 13 to say, I want you to be your best, not Mm -hmm. the best. As long as you're doing Mm -hmm. your best.
1: Was that coming from your mindset too, would you say? Like, cause I know you really wanted to be the best or you weren't like.
2: yeah. Yeah. I just want, but my mom and dad, my dad probably said something very powerful to me. I was going into my senior year of football. It's funny when y'all see y'all triggered something in my brain right there. And so I had a lot of injuries, neck problems, concussions, and just make a long story short, you know, do I want to play? Do I have to play? Can I play? I've been in a lot of those decisions in my football career. And my dad said, because my dad was a – he played football in the Army. He was a high school football coach. That's all I knew to do was play sports. And the biggest one was football. And he said, Greg, don't play this year for me. He said, don't, don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Well, I just started crying. Wow. Cause he, yeah, because I didn't know was I was I doing it for him.
3: Because
2: mm. I know it makes him happy. Yeah. And he talks about me. But he, he gave that he gave that to me. I can do I can do whatever. I felt free. Mm-hmm. Wow. To do whatever I wanted to do. I can I can quit. He's okay. He loves me. He's my daddy. Yeah. Well, I can go play and become paralyzed and he's still going to be my dad. Yeah. So so that's how I looked at the decision. I'm 22 years old. And I said, "I'm. this is the only thing I've ever thought about in my whole life. I'm going to play. Mm. Because I don't want to have a regret to go, why didn't I play? Right. So I'm going to push it to the limit. And that's my personality. <laughs> okay. So not everybody's like me. It took me to 44 years old to figure that out. But that's my personality. So I pushed it to the limit. mm. As long as they said I could play, I'm willing to be paralyzed. Because the trainer would come to me because I would be so much fear in me in the first quarter. I'd be on the bench in between series where I played defense, and I'd be sitting over there crying. I had so much fear about myself
3: mm.
2: because I wanted to play. My mindset was I got to play because that brings me value, right? That's my identity. That's my belief system. It's my mindset, however you want to phrase that. Yeah. And Doc E the greatest, one of my greatest fans of my life, would always come over there, and he just put his arm around me. He never would say anything. Because he knew the struggle. That he, he'd seen all the pain and anxiety I'd been through in those four years. And he would just, he never said anything. He just, he was there for me. Hmm. And somebody needs to hear that right now. There's people out there that we just need to go be with them.
1: That's good. That's so
2: good. You don't have to fix anything. Yeah. Right. That's what Doc E told me. If you want to help someone, go be present.
1: Mm, Yeah.
2: Don't worry about if you got a solution. You'll never have the solution. But when we just go be present with someone and tell them you have value. Because if we can give more people the mindset of I'm valuable. Think about all the bad behavior that will go away.
0: Yeah. I was just about to ask you if there's something you're going to leave the audience with, what would it be? And you just nailed it right there.
2: Just it's, you, you got to know you're valuable. Yeah. And I tell everybody there's four psychological factors of a human being to be understood, to be validated, to be appreciated, to be affirmed. We all need that. <laughs> As my wife would say, you need it too, because I'm I need her to validate me. Yeah, I need to be understood, appreciated, affirmed. But when she validates me, when my wife validates me, I'll, I'll run through hell and back. Yeah. If my mom validates me, I don't need anybody to validate me. The world can make fun of me, it doesn't bother me. my mom. You all good, I'm gone. I don't, I don't know why I'm wired that way. I'm just through, because when you coach people, I learn about myself. Every coach is I learn something new about myself. So I can be scared of that or I can just write it on a piece of paper. Whoa, need to think about that a little bit more. Get somebody to talk, go talk to someone about that. Yeah. Because for me, for the last four years, I've learned that conversations solve problems. Just being there builds value in people.
1: Yeah.
0: That's so good. 100%. So with, with all of that said, this is very, very awesome. And I told you time was going to fly. Can you believe we have, we have already we
2: 10 minutes,
0: right? <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to have you, you know, just leave, leave us with uh with one more thought, but you just, you, you said right into that and just nailed it. And so um, and before we totally close out to, so, so, so tell us, uh, tell our audience where where we can find Greg kale if you want to learn more information. If you're listening to this, you're in the corporate arena and you need to improve your workplace. Greg does um, corporate coaching. Um, you know, Just t- tell us a little bit, you know, Greg. Well,
2: I, I, I do professional speaking. I've written, I, I have a yep. book, Find Your Winning Edge. I have a leadership program that I've developed, Take Another Step System, Inspirational Leadership Workshop. So I do professional speaking, leadership coaching, and group coaching, individual coaching. And uh, you can find me on findyourwinningedge.com. I have a podcast, the theleadershippactorypodcast.com because the lane I'm really trying to run is develop more disciples so they can go multiply.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One of, there was, I was talking to a very wise gentleman today. He said, Greg, I see you as a leader of leaders. That means you're developing leaders. I went, that's what God told me to do.
3: Mm.
2: That's my purpose Yeah, is to help people. Because my favorite definition of a leader is a leader is a person that inspires another to take a journey that they're not going to take by themselves. I think I said that earlier. Yeah. yeah. So that's the premise of my workshop. So I'm all over social media. You can go to it's winning edge, Greg or Greg Taylor on Facebook, winning edge on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter. It's uh, uh, winning edge, Greg LinkedIn. It's Greg and winning edge.
0: And we'll, and we'll post all those in our, when we, when we uh, release the podcast, we'll have all those links below. So if you're watching, you can just go and connect with Greg and, um, man, I definitely would, would highly recommend, um,
2: yeah. Can I say something else, coach? Yeah. As my wife was saying, now, Greg, be nice. (laughs) Well, if I asked, if I say, if I can ask him a question, is that being nice? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So see, that's a mindset of, I, I desire to be nice. Why do I want to be nice? Because that uplifts people's spirits. Yeah. Because my goal and everybody's goal is to love people. And love is an action word.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And if we love people, if you're just present, you're going to increase their value that they have within themselves. Then the more value they build, momentum starts rising, then they can change their mindset. Yeah. When you're depressed with anxiety and I can't and people's depressed you, oppressed you, that nat can't get out of that jar. But if you want out of that jar, you got to get people around you that see value in you. And if people tear your value down, you need to put a wall up with that person. Yeah. You need to find people speaking life into you and run from the people who are speaking death. Right. You got to run from them. <laughs> <laughs> right
1: so good yes
2: and get around the right people speaking life into you then your value is going to increase and your mind's going to explode of all the things that you can do see i flunk english basically make a long story short i mean I, I my wife and two boys have taught me more about the english language than anybody my wife's taught me more about writing and i have a writing coach that helps me write because it's okay that you don't know how to do that. Go find somebody and help you.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: See, but I had to get over the fear of rejection for me to go ask for help because the one reason that I failed in business was I wouldn't accept counsel. Think about that. Right. To make a long story short. The number one reason I failed was a spiritual element. Plans failed due to lack of counsel. Mm. I was a know it all, arrogant, pompous.
3: Mm.
2: But plans succeed due to many advisors. If you want to change your mindset, and if you want to grow internally, spiritually, physically, socially, mentally, financially, go get a coach, or be around people that love you and encourage you.
1: Yeah. So good.
0: That's great, great advice. Yeah. Anything else you got? Are you good? (laughs) I know you can. We go on for hours,
2: but I. that's right as a as a consultant lady told me she said you're like trying to talk to a fire hydrant
0: yeah yeah well greg i I, again i really appreciate you coming on and sharing um all your wisdom and you know personal experience and yeah yeah on on the topic of mindset but just way more than that just life in general so many life lessons here today we just we're really grateful that you uh took the time to, to come on and share, share with us. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, and Greg, I'm so thankful too, that like, you really are the person you practice what you preach and mm-hmm. you add value to everyone that you are around. And so I am just so thankful for that. And so I know you have added so many, like so much value to my life. So thank you, Greg.
2: Hey, yeah, I love your song. <laughs> come and dan- I'll dance with you. And what's that all about?
1: Belief, mindset.
2: Helping someone to yeah. say, you're special, I'll dance with you. And yeah. right. You, yeah, You're telling someone that feels no value to say, I love you, you have value, I'll dance with you. Yeah. And when I listen to your song, that stirs something to me where I just cry. Because mm-hmm. I was that kid that didn't feel like I was worthy.
1: Mm.
2: And I had to prove it to everybody every day of my life. That's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So you keep dancing with people.
1: Yeah yeah
2: let's all keep dancing yes <laughs> all right let's do it so well
0: good. and thank you all for tuning in and those who have uh, tuned in we we you know trust that you have uh, learned lots of stuff here from greg and um the winning edge so um you know check the links below go go and check out his stuff and um and we believe in you that's why i wouldn't be doing this you have value just like greg says and yeah. um, you know, reach out to us, reach out to Greg, you know, we're going to, we can help you uh, improve your life. So thank you all for tuning in and, uh, until next time you guys have a great day. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today on the legacy builders podcast. We would love to hear from y'all go tag us on Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was.